At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey everyone, it's Danny Burke of VEASAN's Rush Hour. Be sure to check out my podcast, the Chicago CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. We dive into the betting angles for all of the Chicago teams. If you're from Chicago or just a fan of any of the Chicago sports teams and you want to become a sharper better, this is the podcast for you. So subscribe, follow, and listen to the Chicago CityCast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts readily made available to you. This is the Chicago CityCast with Danny Burke, presented by Bet Rivers. What's happening, folks? Welcome in to another episode of the Chicago CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. Danny Burke, your host at Danny Burke Five, as always, where you can get in touch with me on the tweets. It is the middle of the week as I'm recording this episode, so it means we're going to take a dive into some of these NFL futures regarding not only the NFC North. But the Bears win total and the Bears odds to make the playoffs. No, they're not pretty. You're going to be grossed out by it and mad. But look, we've been mad for a majority of the season. So we'll kind of dish out some of those odds. Compare it to what it was last week and how it's moved in all those categories. So we'll begin the show with that. But furthermore, into this episode, we also got opening night for the Bulls. Finally, something to be excited about here in Chicago. Uh, Look, it's a great opportunity for the Bulls in this game. If you've listened to the past episodes of the Chicago CityCast or my show Rush Hour on VEASAN, the sports betting network, it's Monday through Friday, 5 to 6 p.m. Central Time out of the Bet River Sportsbook. I've talked about this game for a while now because... I was saying the line was going to move, and it has, but we'll still give you some angles that you can bet for this matchup with the Bulls on the road against the Pistons. We'll talk their win total once again and their odds to make the playoffs. And then aside from the Bulls, what about the Blackhawks? It's been an ugly start to their campaign. Does it mean we should overreact? Should we be freaking out about the Blackhawks or is this, you know, it's hockey. It's a little bit volatile or is this what you expected to occur with this Chicago Blackhawks team? Regardless of what you think, I think there is a good opportunity for them on Thursday in their second home game against the Canucks. So we'll get into that a little bit later in the program. But let's begin this show how we typically do. And, you know. I like to update the odds with the Bears' upcoming opponent, but, you know, it's nothing too significant. There has been some love towards Chicago really quick. If we're talking about their Week 7 game against Tampa Bay, went from about 13.5 to 12.5, and total has dipped down to the under a little bit. So nothing too crazy. Again, we'll spend a lot more time on that as we progress throughout the week with more episodes of the CityCast. But for now, I did just want to spend time looking at the overall scope of this season where the expectations lie for the Chicago team. But let's dish out what the futures odds were last week and compare them to what they are now. And let's start with the NFC North. Last week, the Packers, as we know, as they have been the big favorite to win the division. Last week, they were minus 500, meaning you'd have to bet $500 to win just 100 if you believe the Cheeseheads are going to win the NFC North with 
which all indications are showing that they should. So minus 500 last week for the Packers. The Vikings last week were 6-1. to one. The Bears last week were 7-1. to one, And then the lowly Lions were 500-1. to one. But this week, as we look at the odds for the NFC North, courtesy of Bet Rivers, the Packers are now minus 670. So again, last week they were minus 500. Now Green Bay is minus 670 to win the NFC North. The Vikings getting a little bit of respect here after their win over the Panthers. Vikings go from plus 600 to plus 575. The Bears on the other side. Oh, baby. Big movement here. $8 movement for Chicago. You can't beat your division foe at home. Well, you don't get respect to win the division. Bears go from 7-1 to to 15-1. to No love for the Bears in this spot. And why should there be? We know there shouldn't. We don't have faith that they can overcome the Packers or maybe even the Vikings. It's Aaron Rodgers' division. He owns us. He said it himself. Uh, and then the Lions, you get even grosser movement. Uh, if you're a Lions fan, you hate to see it, but it's not surprising. Lions go from 500 to 1 to now 750 to 1 to win the NFC North. Nothing that is happening here is going to change my mood, right? Nothing is changing my sentiment from a betting or fan perspective. We know it's Aaron Rodgers' division. We only had hope that maybe the Bears could do something when we thought Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to be a part of this team in the preseason. Ever since then, there hasn't been that great a value to bet these odds anyways. Sure, you could have looked at Minnesota before the season, and you still can, but do we really want to put our hard-earned money on this Minnesota team that... Game after game after game, they inevitably find themselves in these situations where it's going to overtime or it always comes down to a field goal. Like, my goodness, how do you keep your your sanity as a Minnesota Vikings fan? I truly don't understand it. It's You could make the argument that being a Vikings fan is worse than a Lions fan, and I get that it's not because at least you have some hope with Minnesota and they win. But, like, my goodness, they are at so many end-of-the-game situations to where you got to be sitting there in Minnesota and being like, oh, here we go again. Like, are you kidding me? It's expected, but my God, here we go again. How do they do it? The consistency is incredible and you have to applaud it. Like, I don't know how your stress levels and anxiety are just not through the roof as a Minnesota fan. But the thing is, if you're also a Minnesota fan, how are you not just ticked off? And I'm sure they all are. Don't get me wrong, but they have the talent to be a playoff team, to be a top team and win this division. Offensively, they do. Kirk Cousins, as much grief as people give him, I know it's slowed down the past couple of seasons, but he has been a very solid quarterback if you actually look at his rankings and his stats. And that's been a large part to having Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and K.J. Osborne coming out of the woodworks. So Minnesota, yeah, if you're betting anything, it's got to be the Vikings because you're not laying 670 with the Packers. You're not taking anything with the Lions or the Bears who you know aren't going to win it. So if you have some faith in Minnesota, that's where the value is plus 575. But overall, don't waste your money on this division. It's the Packers division, barring injuries. All right, let's get into a more intriguing area of betting for the futures for specifically the Bears. How about their odds to make the playoffs? Significant line movement here as well. Uh, we saw it go from this line movement with the playoffs. Yes, plus 295 for the Bears last week. And the no minus $4. So last week, if you thought the Bears were going to make the playoffs, the yes was plus 295. You bet 100, you get 295 back. If you thought they were going to miss it, you'd bet 400 to get $100 back. This week, the Bears odds to make the playoffs. The yes is plus 470. Okay, it goes from plus 295 to plus 470. 
and the no goes from minus four dollars to minus 715. So again, lack of faith in the Chicago team after they dropped that game against Green Bay. And really, do you are you, are you shocked by that? I mean, even in, after the Bears lost to the Packers, are you sitting there and thinking like, no, we still have a shot to see this team in the playoffs this season? Because I don't. I didn't before that. And if they beat them, yeah, then of course we'd be having a much different conversation. But it's not like anybody really expected them to beat the Packers. But watching that game, I thought they had the capability of doing so. But that doesn't necessarily mean I have the capability of thinking that or thinking that they have the capability of making the postseason. I'm not there yet with the Chicago team because they are not doing the little things right. They are not letting their quarterback they traded up for sling the ball on a consistent basis, which is the only way you are going to beat these top teams that will prevent you from making the postseason. So until you put that full trust in Justin Fields, until you get your star players on the defensive side acting like there are the star players and playing like it. You know who I'm talking about, Mr. Eddie Jackson out there. Then we will not see the potential reached for this Bears team. So the no is the only option here. I don't even care if the Valley's on the yes and it's looking great and it's looking tasty. And the playoff picture has 17 for each conference and the door could still be wide open in the NFC because the Bears haven't shown me they deserve to be in that spot. They have a terrible matchup against the Bucs this week, too. So if you feel so inclined to bet the yes for the Bears to make the playoffs, let me tell you something. Wait, because they're going to lose, and the odds on the yes are going to be a lot more juicy, and you can get a better value and a way better bang for your buck. So why don't you do yourself a favor, if you still have hope in this Bears team, to find themselves in the postseason, go ahead and wait, because it's going to move up from plus 470 probably to plus 550, whatever it may be. Or you know what, maybe it's already factored in with the thought process that they're going to lose to the Bucs. Nevertheless, just have a little bit of patience. I'm sure you'll get some better numbers. But let's look into something that's a little bit more realistic to actually pull the trigger on. And you know where I'm going. And that's the win total for the Bears. We've been going back and forth and back and forth on this because it's hilarious. Because... Before the season, seven and a half is where we gauged it, right? At first, I said under, under, under. Then I was like, well, I could see them going over. Not that I bet it, but, you know, at the end of the season, I was like, okay, they have the potential based on when Fields comes in to get to eight wins. Nevertheless, still, again, didn't touch it. But, you know, when we're looking at the schedule, are they on par to what we expected to happen in the sense of them being with the record they have right now? Is this something that shocks you? Are you? Did you think that at this point in the season they would be 3-3? Three and three, Or did you think that, hey, maybe they would have done a little bit better? Maybe they would actually have lost against the Raiders and at this point would be like 2-4? and four. Because frankly, I think they're still kind of above schedule to me. Because I didn't expect them to beat the Raiders. So I, at this point, would have them at 2-4. and four. If I was going back to how I handicapped it before the season, sure. Uh, but again, last week, the win total went up to seven and a half after they beat the Raiders. Right? I mean, you know, dramatic movement as we're seeing it. It's moving pretty much a game at a time for this Bears win total. So it was at seven and a half, the over plus 101, under seven and a half, minus 125 when they were three and two. Now they lose to Green Bay. And now you see it at Bat Rivers at six and a half. However... Shaded to the over, minus 134, the under plus 108. So, you know, is this team just going to land on seven? 
probably. But at the same time, what I kept saying is you got to handicap these win totals based on what you think is going to happen the upcoming week. And with the Packers, the assumption was they were going to lose. So that's why we're saying, hey, if you want to get involved in the win total, you're a realistic fan and know they're probably going to lose to the Packers. Bet the under 7.5 minus 125 because if they lose, which they did, then it's going to drop, which it also did. And now we're seeing it at 6.5 and, and it's shaded to the over. Do you want to bet an over with the Bears win total? Hell no. Do you want to take under with the batter, uh, with the worst number at six and a half or just plus 108? No, I, I don't. So again, you know, we're playing the waiting game here. And it's not that I'm going over these every week to just finally wait and to make a bet on it. But if someone else out there listening is very inclined and more interested in doing that, then I want to give you the reasons why you should or shouldn't. And, you know, naturally, we're just going to focus on that. And it's intriguing to see where this number is just adjusting to on a consistent basis. But let's go ahead and separate this as we typically have through this season. You know, who can the Bears still beat? Who will the Bears lose to? And what are some of the toss-up games for Chicago? But let's begin with the games that, hey, who can the Bears still beat this season? Where are there at this point uh, four wins on their schedule now that it's at six and a half? There's three games that I think the Bears should win. And then I would give them the advantage in slightly. But now I'm kind of just changing it a little bit, but I digress. Look, uh, week 12 at Detroit versus the Lions. Week 17 versus the Giants. And the team that I'm kind of stuttering about is the Vikings. Week 15 versus Minnesota. Do we envision the Bears splitting with Minnesota before the season? And up to this point, the answer was yes. Is it still yes, though? Because you know Minnesota is the better team right now. But it's a division game. And the Bears somehow always play better against the Vikings. And you, again, the realistic expectation is that they do split. In week 15, they get them at home, and that might just be the spot. So we'll keep that in the winnable category. So even at that point, that's only three games that I have confidence that the Bears should probably win, which at this point gets you to six wins. All right, well, where are you going to find another winnable game? Well, that's where we go to the toss-up category. And I have two games that qualify as a toss-up game for the Bears how about week eight versus San Francisco this 49ers team I'm really not sold on they're banged up they don't look that great and they've had quarterback issues themselves and you get them at home at Soldier Field and I get it home field advantage isn't what it once was in the NFL or for that matter really any other sport you know barring hockey I suppose but I just I don't know. That could be a sneaky game the Bears win and keep all of our hopes alive as fans. Be like, oh, you know, no, this Bears team does have something. They beat the 49ers who a couple years ago were in the Super Bowl. Just like when the Bears beat the Bucks last season, everybody's like, this team is legit. Like, no, it's the NFL. Faulty stuff happens like that. And that could be the situation for Chicago in Week 8. So that's why that's a toss-up game. And then Week 9 on the road against Pittsburgh. Now, if this was a home game, you know, talking about home field advantage, this is a big one for Pittsburgh. I mean, going to Heinz Field is really tough. One of the toughest in the NFL. And this team, you know, barely getting the win against Seattle, whatever. But at the end of the day, they've been injured. You can't speculate what's going to happen in a couple weeks. But going against Big Ben, this defense should eat him alive. And Justin Fields and the Bears on that side may have a tough test against that Pittsburgh defense that is still solid, but they're not as great as they were last year, and they've been injured. So that's a toss-up game to me for Chicago. Now, if you're curious about the list of who the Bears will lose to, it's virtually every other game, of course. Uh, this week against Tampa Bay, 
Week 11 versus Baltimore. Week 13 versus Arizona. Week 14 on the road against the Packers. Week 16 at Seattle. Again, as I always mention, that was a game I talked about that I thought the Bears could low-key sneak out a win because of how bad that Seattle defense is. And, well, now you know the injuries with Russ. But, again, that's Week 16 should be back in the mix. And then Week 18 on the road against Minnesota. We're assuming they split. So, no, I going over everything, do I have faith in the Bears to get the seven wins? No. Do I think they're capable of doing it? Absolutely. They're capable of doing whatever they can do as long as they maximize their potential, which they are not doing right now. That's the thing. It all falls down on how much the coaching staff is putting faith in their players in the sense of letting Justin Fields do what he can do. And that is throw the rock on a consistent basis. You can't expect to be a great team in this league and run the ball consistently and for that to be your main source of offense. What about the Titans? What about Derrick Henry? What have the Titans done in the postseason? You barely beat... Uh, who they you barely beat the Bills this past week, and the Bills are arguably the best team in the league. Don't get me wrong. I mean, but it's not sustainable relying on a running back like that. Derrick Henry is the anomaly, right? He is the exception that makes you go, "What the?" I thought you know these running backs are so dispensable, and they typically are. Khalil Herbert is going off as a third string running back for the Bears. That should tell you that losing a running back, unless it's Derrick Henry, doesn't have that big of an impact in terms of overall performance. And just betting implications. Always keep that in mind. Tuba Hubbard, you know, he's doing well enough without McCaffrey. But McCaffrey's still arguably one of the best in the league. Like, McCaffrey and and Henry are kind of the two guys you lose as running backs nowadays and go, okay, that's kind of significant. But even still, I mean, Mike Davis did well for the Panthers last year. And Hubbard's doing well enough. So, look, the Bears need to throw the ball more. They needed to this past week early on against the Packers, and they just didn't. And that's because Khalil Herbert was doing well enough on the ground. And look, he was. Like I said, applause to him. Tip your cap to Khalil Herbert. But guess what? As good as he did on the ground, it didn't matter because he didn't execute when you got into the Packers territory. So until the Bears can overcome those little mistakes, Justin Fields taking sacks, throwing interceptions, then this team can't get to the point they want to to put themselves in a position to not only make the playoffs, but even just get over their win total of six and a half. Now, if you do want to bet the over for the Bears win total, like we said with the odds to make the playoffs, have patience. They're going to lose on the road against Tampa Bay. The over won't be skewed as much, minus 134 probably, so wait to get the better number. Maybe it goes down to six. And then if you can push at six, yes, then we are taking the over at that point. But who knows if we get there? But with the under, look. I, I don't want to be in a position where I have to root for it in six and a half. Again, there's probably a chance it could get to seven and a half, so I'd wait. But if you're looking to do anything with the Bears, your best angle now might be to wait for them to lose against Tampa Bay. See if this number gets to the whole number of six where you have the capability of pushing and then maybe attack the over six. Because if this team isn't getting to at least six wins, then we are having problems here. And I get they have a terrible schedule, and the way I laid it out shows that, hey, they probably might not even do that. But, you know, again, fluky things happen in the NFL, and they should find themselves realistically at about seven wins. They should. I don't have to believe they should, but, you know, if you're putting everything down in the way we thought about it preseason and the talent they have, they should get seven wins. It doesn't mean I'm going to put my money on it to believe it or tell other people to believe it. But at the end of this year, the Bears have enough talent to get to that position.
but they haven't done anything to prove to you that you should believe them, okay? But again, if you're looking to do the win total, just have a little bit of patience. If you're looking to do the odds to make the playoffs, also have a little patience. All right, speaking of something, though, with patience, or rather lack thereof, that we don't have patience for, it's the start of the bowl season, baby. Stick around here on the Chicago City Cast. We're previewing their season opener at Detroit, their win total for this season, odds to make the playoffs, and what about good old Billy D, Billy Donovan, coach of the year? Is that worth a play? We'll talk about that next. And how about the Blackhawks and their struggles? Do we worry? Are we concerned? Or is there value now with the Chicago team? Stick around. We'll touch that next. Bet River Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program. Must be 21 years of age or older. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. 1-800-426-2537. The Chicago CityCast is presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting, and it has you covered for the NFL season. They're offering same-game parlays in all of the pro football matchups. Plus, they're bringing back the Reduce the Juice promotion on game days. And this NFL season, they have a $1 million Beat the Spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at BetRivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com to place your bets. Okay, it's time to get on the hardwood with some basketball betting here on the Chicago City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. Bulls basketball getting underway. And I don't know about you, but I'm pumped because we don't have any faith with the Bears. Blackhawks off to a rough start. We celebrated the Chicago sky, and now we want more basketball action, baby. Give us some more success, please, Chicago. Bulls have a great opportunity, not only for this season, but in game one on the road against Detroit. Now, again, I'm recording this before the game begins. If you're listening to it after, hopefully you're like, yeah, Danny was right. The Bulls got the job done. But look, the spread is up to five now at Bet Rivers. Minus 205 for Chicago, plus 165 for Detroit. Total Total's dipping down to 218 and a half. I guess the thought process is that um, the Pistons won't be able to score enough. That would be my thought going into it. No Cade Cunningham. The overall draft pick, number one, no Cade Cunningham for the Detroit Pistons. The only thing they probably had to look forward to, and he won't even play game one. That kind of stinks. But look, I preached about this on not only this show, but also Rush Hour, my other show. Bet the Bulls before the line moves. It was at three, and the money line was minus 155, and we pulled the trigger. And now it's up to minus 205, and it still would have got up there, probably, despite, you know, Cade Cunningham not being in this game. Total open 221 and a half, dipped down to 218 and a half, not touching totals, especially not early in the season. Incredibly volatile. NBA, the most volatile sport to bet on, so be careful. And that's why I lay more with the money line instead of the spread. You always have those wonky free throws, dumb three-point shots at the end that just have incredibly bad beats. Don't stress out about it. Just pay more to have the extra cushion and security. But now with this line at five, I can't say I recommend betting it. If it was at four, maybe. But your best option to do now is to wait in-game. Wait to see if you get a better number on Chicago. Personally, I don't hope it happens because I want them to dominate from the get-go. But 
the basketball or basketball sorry not the basketball basketball is a game of runs so there's going to be a chance where the pistons are doing well shooting better than the bulls and you'll get a better in-game number on chicago to where you can get them to bet outright to where you can get a lower spread and if it gets to the point of the money line minus 160 that's probably the highest i would go but that's when i would jump in on chicago if you haven't and realize this line is out of hand bulls will take care of business bulls will get the job done game one against the pistons but what about longer down the road? If you missed it again, we talked about this last week, but I pulled the trigger on the Bulls win total 41 and a half over minus 134. Currently it's at 43 and a half over minus 115 under minus 106. Would I still play it over? Yeah, I would. I wouldn't go over 43 and a half and I wouldn't lay more than minus 115, but I would go over 43 and a half for the Bulls. That is the highest I would go, however. Their odds to make the playoffs, yes is minus 186, no is plus 145. After that first preseason game, all of these odds shifted. Like during that game, the first quarter, I was like, all right, I got to get on this win total. Bet Rivers was like the only one that had it at 41 and a half still, so I jumped in on it. The odds to make the playoffs, I think, were like minus 150, minus 160. And again, now it's minus 186. Yes is the only play here. Do you realize how open this Eastern Conference is right now? The Bucs are still going to be the Kings. There's probably not going to be a championship hangover, but maybe that opens up the door for a couple of games the Bulls can sneak on them because of them just not needing to dominate as much or a little bit complacent. The Nets, well, you saw what happened with the Nets against the Bucs. You're seeing what is unfolding with Kyrie Irving and him not going to be available to play. You look at the 76ers and the whole debacle with Ben Simmons. And you look at the Pacers, you don't have faith in the Pacers. You look at the Celtics, they're not a deep team besides Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. You look at the Heat, and yeah, maybe the Heat are a team that actually could fall, or not fall, but rise to a number two seed. The Knicks, I, I don't think they improved too much. In my opinion, maybe they can be a seventh seed or so. <laughs> the Hornets, yeah, the Hornets can maybe do something interesting. But at the end of the day, this Eastern Conference, in my opinion, from the three seed and beyond is wide open. The ceiling for me for this Bulls team is for them to be the third seed in the East. The basement, meaning if they fall to this spot, that would still be in the range of okay, solid season, would be the sixth seed. I'm not fully there with the Hawks too as a team I left off. And yeah, I mean the Raptors, no, the Raptors are missing players. Um, the Wizards... I don't think they're going to do the same they did last year, of course, without Russell Westbrook. So look, if the Bulls get to the third seed, fantastic. Billy Donovan wins coach of the year, which he's at 9-1 to and I actually think could be a viable option. I wouldn't do it below double digits, though, but if he gets to double digits, 10-1 to or above, then we could pull the trigger on Billy D. The Bulls' ceiling is the third seed. Of course, their ceiling is to come number one, but look, let's be realistic. The third seed for the Bulls should be the goal. If you get to the sixth seed, that is still a successful season and a huge improvement. If you get below the sixth seed, if you get to the seventh seed, I would be disappointed because then you're going to have to do the playing game, right? You still got seven, eight, nine, ten in those playing game spots. And the Bulls shouldn't and hope to not be in that situation to where they could get eliminated, even though they're a playoff team from in the past. So Bulls' 3-6 to six seed range is the expectation for the season, and I would be surprised if they don't fall within those numbers.
Because if they get one or two, I would be pretty shocked and pleasantly surprised. If they go below, I'd be, well, that stinks because you have the talent to be a way better team than that. So the Bulls have a great opportunity this year, and they're going to be a fun team to watch, man. They're going to have a lot of expectations, a lot of firepower offensively. You already saw them filtering the ball to each other, being unselfish, looking like they're having fun, and already developing the chemistry. The weight is off Zach Levine's shoulders. That is going to let him play more freely and not be relied upon as much and just open up so many more avenues for this team. And the defense that people are knocking really wasn't that bad last season. And you add Lonzo Ball, you add Caruso, who are both really solid defenders. Patrick Williams is good to go right away. We're still waiting on Kobe White to come off the bench. What's going to hurt them is not having another big man like Daniel Tice behind Vooch. You need a better defender as a big man. That's going to be the weakness for Chicago. Maybe they acquire someone midseason. Maybe they're just getting better in that area and can develop it. But until then, that is going to be the weakness in my opinion. But otherwise, there's not that many weaknesses, guys. The Bulls are for real this season. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a hell of a ride. And I'm trying to keep the biased aspect out of it in terms of being a fan and just having a lot of hope. But truthfully, I'm serious. This Eastern Conference is wide open besides the Milwaukee Bucks. Yes, the Nets are so deep. But again, Kyrie Irving being a distraction or not being in the mix could be an issue. They don't really play defense. Let's see what they can present on the court on a game-to-game -game basis. And let's see if the Bulls can take advantage. So yes, get excited for Bulls basketball because they are going to be the real deal this season. But what about the Blackhawks now? Kind of a uh, little bit more depressing transition. <laughs> the Blackhawks, uh, not a great start to their season. Hopefully the Bulls do the opposite. The Blackhawks, 0-3-1 to begin their campaign. They lost versus the Islanders at Pittsburgh. Uh, went to overtime against the Devils. Couldn't get the job done. And then they lost at Colorado to open up their season. Are you concerned? Should we be concerned with the Blackhawks? Yeah, I mean, you should be concerned. It's not a great start for anybody to go 0-3-1, regardless of where the expectations are. But is it enough to think, oh my gosh, this season's a disaster. They won't come back from this. No, 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 no. We see this in hockey a lot. I mean, teams get on runs, teams get hot. It's a very up and down sport and a very streaky sport at that. Blackhawks have the talent to be a playoff contending team. We talked about this last week. And I think even more so because the futures odds aren't up in terms of their you know, point total or odds to make the postseason. But I think there is a good betting opportunity for them on Thursday against the Canucks, actually. You could get them about minus 129 as the home favorite. Good spot for Chicago. Canucks come into this matchup 1-2-1. One, and one. They haven't played a home game. Rough spot for Vancouver. So if you do want to get involved, I think it's better to do it sooner rather than later with the early line. Look for Chicago to come out alive and finally get their first win on Thursday at home against the Canucks. Big question mark, though. What's going on with Dylan Strome? Hasn't really been in the lineup. A lot of concerns around that. Maybe he gets traded. Maybe they don't trust him. Whatever it is, you got to change something because it ain't working. Come on now. Uh, but yeah, Blackhawks on Thursday, I think will be a win. And I think we'll have a little bit of a sigh of relief going, all right, there's that first one. You just needed to get the first one out of the way. And then maybe the Blackhawks can get a little bit of momentum in this first part of the season. But look for Chicago on Thursday, sooner rather than later, minus 129 on the money line against Vancouver. And also, like we said, look for the Bulls to begin their season with a dub on the road. Distance. Okay, so maybe exciting times ahead. At least for Chicago, they're in their own category. I mean, for the Bulls, they're in their own category. Bears, we are in the, um, I guess, just expected category right now for me. 
Blackhawks were in the teetering. Maybe we're getting a little concerned, even though it's early category. Hopefully by the next time we do this podcast, we're having different sentiments on all the teams, except for the Bears, because they won't have played by that point. But hey, a lot to look forward to, guys. We'll have you covered here. You know that throughout all of the sports betting seasons on the Chicago City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. Remember, you can always catch my other show, Rush Hour, Monday through Friday, 5 to 6 p.m. Central Time, live out of the Bet River Sportsbook. Marquee Sports Network, you can get it available. VEASAN.com and the VEASAN app. VSIN.com slash subscribe. The Xfinity app. Fubo TV, Sling TV, YouTube TV, pretty much everywhere, guys. I got you covered from the national perspective and still with all these Chicago teams. You know that. We'll get you winners. That's our plan. We'll get you good content around the way. So be sure to tune into the next episode and subscribe to the Chicago City Cast. And you can follow me on Twitter at DannyBurke5. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, take care and best of luck with all your wagers. Bet River Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program. Must be 21 years of age or older. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. 1-800-426-2537.